Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Support for this podcast comes from Too Far Media, immersive story experiences by Rich Shapiro, designed to change the way literature is experienced. Visit Too Far Media at twofarmedia.com slash KQED. From KQED. This is the California Report. Good morning. I'm Lily Jamali. We begin with the latest on efforts to keep tenants who've lost income during the COVID-19 pandemic from also losing their homes. In Sacramento, the state legislature has until the end of today to approve a new statewide eviction moratorium introduced by Governor Gavin Newsom. KQED's Joe Fitzgerald Rodriguez reports. Negotiations between lawmakers, landlord advocacy groups, and tenant advocacy organizations finished just under the wire on Friday. The new law would ban evictions for tenants who miss paying their rent due to pandemic-related hardships, like company layoffs or wage reductions. Those protections would largely be in place until the end of January. But the bill has some caveats. Tenants will have to swear under penalty of perjury that they're experiencing a hardship. Advocates say that may scare off undocumented immigrants and other vulnerable populations. Assemblymember David Chu said landlord organizations push for those tighter requirements. We wanted more. We fought for more. Struggling tenants need more. This won't stop all evictions, and I'm deeply saddened by that. But this will prevent many evictions, and it'll delay even more. A provision to help property owners by allowing late mortgage payments was also removed from the bill after pressure from the banking industry. Governor Gavin Newsom. We were able to accommodate each other's points of view. Not everybody pleased with every detail. That's the nature of negotiation. But we did get an eviction deal done. The eviction moratorium requires a two-thirds majority to pass, which will allow it to go into effect as soon as the governor signs it. For the California Report, I'm Joe Fitzgerald Rodriguez. Staying in Sacramento, this weekend, state senators passed legislation that would require the state attorney general to investigate any time a police officer uses force that kills an unarmed person. The proposal is one of several police reform measures introduced across the country in response to the killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis. Attorney General Javier Becerra opposed an earlier version of the bill, calling it, quote, untenable and unreasonable, The bill now heads to the state assembly, where lawmakers have until the end of today to approve it. 
Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Well, hot, dry weather is headed back to Northern California after last week's reprieve. As we hear from the California Report's Angela Corral, that could be bad news for firefighters who are still trying to gain control over several massive fires burning in the region. Over the last few days, fire crews were able to take advantage of cooler temperatures and higher humidity, but that's about to change. The National Weather Service says a high-pressure system will keep air hot and dry for the next week or so. But forecasters say the good news is that winds should be minimal and there's unlikely to be a repeat of the lightning storms that sparked so many of the fires amid a record-breaking heat wave two weeks ago. Around the state, hundreds of wildfires have killed at least seven people, burned more than 2,000 square miles, and pushed firefighter resources to the breaking point. For The California Report, I'm Angela Corral. Let's go to Los Angeles now, where the city attorney has filed charges against two TikTok stars for allegedly throwing large parties during the pandemic. KPCC's Robert Garova has that story. City attorney Mike Fuhrer says TikTok stars Bryce Hall and Blake Gray violated both the municipal code and the Safer LA emergency declaration when they allegedly threw a rager at their Hollywood Hills rental home earlier this month. If you have a combined 19 million followers on TikTok in the middle of a public health crisis, you should be modeling great behavior rather than brazenly violating the law. Hall and Gray are facing misdemeanor charges. They cannot immediately be reached for comment. Mayor Garcetti ordered the power shut off at the house earlier this month. Hillside neighborhoods have for years struggled to control rowdy gatherings at so-called party houses. Some residents say the issue has gotten worse since the pandemic started. Fear also announced charges against two homeowners. He said the penalties for those cases could be up to a year in jail and thousands of dollars in fines. For the California Report, I'm Robert Garova in Los Angeles. It has been almost two years since the campfire raced through the Butte County town of Paradise. At least 85 people were killed, and the vast majority of homes and businesses there were destroyed. Now, rebuilding is underway, and community leaders are looking at new ideas to make sure how they rebuild will protect paradise when the next wildfire comes. Think defensible space, but not just around an individual property, around the whole town. Reporter Laura Bliss wrote about the idea for Bloomberg City Lab. City leaders um, and the community are kind of rethinking, okay, how do we use the entire town's kind of geography to create a safer form of paradise, so Mm -hmm. to speak? And so um, working with scientists at the Nature Conservancy and the Conservation Biology Institute, the Paradise Recreation and Park District has put together this really interesting plan um, that basically models what would it be like if we created a green belt around the city to create 
um, a buffer from future wildfires. In your piece, you talk about how one of the complications of a green belt is that there isn't a lot of science um, regarding how effective they are in remediation. What are officials in paradise doing or preparing to do when it comes to selling this idea to their community? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, it's this kind of uh, one of the people I talked to called it this funny combination of, of common sense, but not a lot of backup. And that's really because there just haven't been that many or, or really any that I could find green belts, you know, specifically built for this idea. But what there are are fuel breaks galore, right? Um, and, you know, there's this concept of defensible space that's very well proven. So, you know, they're, I think they're really leaning on those uh, really well established concepts. And then they've also developed some really interesting models that show how specific to paradise, um, you know, changing the kind of landscape and land use on certain properties would reduce uh, fire risk in some of the most vulnerable parts of town. You know, historically, Paradise has been a place that people uh, could afford to live in. That's why so many people moved there. As you explore this idea of rebuilding, uh, what concerns do people have about, you know, the future of this town and who's moving in and who's moving out? Yeah, it's a really interesting question. Um, An April 2019 survey of Paradise residents found that um, only about 50% said that they were really sure about wanting to come back to town. For longtime residents, there's just still this really lasting um, trauma related to the fire that that seems to to really um, be overriding everything else. And I think they just want to see their town, you know, go back to the way it used to be. Um, And so, you know, this green belt, I think for those who are in the process of selling their land or who are kind of supporting the idea are largely excited about the idea of, you know, a, a, a safer, greener paradise and, and one that could even potentially be, um, you know, a model for something good um, for the rest of the state rather than this kind of, um, you know, namesake of this really, really awful event. All right. Laura Bliss, a reporter with Bloomberg City Lab. Thank you so much. Thank you. And that is the California Report for this Monday, August 31st. I'm Lily Jamali, celebrating two years today at KQED, getting to bring you the news here on the California Report. If memory serves, I don't think we've ever had a slow news day during that time. As always, thank you for listening. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Support for the California Report comes from Paint Care. Ideas for storing leftover paint to keep it fresh and tips for using it up can be found at paintcare.org. Water heaters only. Specializing in the repair and replacement of water heaters since 1968. Licensed and insured. Open 24 hours a day every day. Learn more at waterheatersonly.com. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy harnesses the power of people and science to create innovative solutions for a healthy environment, just societies, and opportunities for human achievement. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures. Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Happy reading! 